The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. This week's topic um, was, is a topic of intent, as we'll see as it relates to various business matters. But we're going to start with the parsha. If you turn to the back of the page, back page, is this week's parsha, this coming week's parsha? Oh, sorry. You didn't pay, so please pay. Um, so this, this coming week's parsha is actually the last portion in Genesis. As we know, after Sukkot, we began reading the Torah again. So on the linear cycle. So this week is the last portion in Genesis. And it's the culmination, um, one, you can say even the climax of the story of Jacob and his brother, uh, Joseph and his brothers. Um, as we know, his brothers sold him into slavery a few weeks back. And um, after last week, after finally Joseph reveals himself to them, and they seemingly reconcile, in this week's parsha, what happens is um, the brothers, Jacob dies. Okay, so it's the end of Jacob's life. Jacob dies. So the concern of the brothers are that, till now, Joseph was being nice to them because Jacob, you know, the father was alive. So he didn't want to rock the boat. But once, now that Jacob had died, their concern was um, now he's really going to take revenge on them. Um, so let's read what happens here. So it's in the back of your handout. So it says, um, it says like this. Now Joseph's brothers saw their father had died, and they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and return to us all the evil that we did to him. So, continues uh, verse 16, for they commanded messengers to go to Joseph, to say, your father commanded us before his death, saying, so shall you say, quote, so shall you say to Joseph, they're quoting Jacob, please forgive now your brother's transgression and their sins, for they, for they did evil to him. Now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Brothers also went and fell before him. They said, "Behold, we are your slaves." Okay, so this, so first of all, by the way, we just as an aside, we this past verse, verse 17, this concept that they're going quoting their father, saying, "Your father, after his death, and saying he said you should forgive us," is really um, we quoted this in a different class way uh, a few months ago that you're allowed to lie for the sake of peace. So this was a made-up story because we don't see anywhere in the Torah where Jacob commanded them to actually to ask forgiveness that Joseph should forgive him. So they made up that story, um, seemingly because they are concerned and have, that Joseph will take revenge. So the Talmud says this is also proof that one may lie in certain situations for the sake of peace. Okay, so that's a side thing. We spoke about that um, a few months back. Lying, that sometimes lying is, a, is allowed. It might even be a good thing. Um, so, but the verse continues. Another fascinating point here. Uh, verse 18 it says verse 19 Joseph said to them don't be afraid for am I instead of God so Joseph answers them they're all concerned that he's going to take revenge now so Joseph says listen am I instead of God indeed you intended evil against me but God designed it for the good in order to bring it down what is that present to keep a great populace alive so now do not fear I, I will sustain you and your small children he comforted them and spoke to their hearts so the point is Joseph seems to be telling them and listen, even though you intended to, to mess, mess with me, you intended to actually, originally they wanted to kill him, they threw him in a pit, and the scorpions there, and then, and then one brother, Yehuda, uh, uh, decides to sell him as a slave instead of killing him. But in either case, they intended harm to him. But this whole story of harm, as we see now retroactively, Joseph is telling them, was all orchestrated by God 
for the good of everyone, because now I'm viceroy of Egypt. So actually the fact that you sold me as a slave turned out for the, for the good, because now I'm viceroy and actually I'm able to support, to help you f- eat, because there was a famine in the land, they came down to Egypt. So now because of what you did, your evil intended actions, your attempted um, even murder or selling me, is now all turned out for the good and therefore, don't worry about it. Um, he says, I'm not, I'm not God and you don't have to worry um, I'll take care of you. So the obvious question is, is this seemingly, the, the, at least Joseph seems to be implying that even though their action was clearly intended and intended evil, but the mere fact that everything turned out okay, the result of their evil action turned out for the betterment of Yosef, so therefore they're off the hook. That's at least what Joseph is telling them, and therefore they're, no, they're not um, liable for their actions, so to speak, and he's not going to do anything at least he won't do anything to take revenge. So the question is, how does, practically, um, how does this work? Okay, so if you turn back into your inside cover, so and there are many, many different cases um, I had a uh, mention relevant to this, to this question. The question again is, is intent um, where you intended to do something bad, but the result of the action to end up being good? Is that a problem? Are you liable for your action or not? That's really the question. Okay, so, so case number one is a car thief bro- breaks into a car. How was it sped off before the owner realized it was gone? Once he had driven far enough to feel safe, he pulled over, went into a store to get something to eat. As he was about to leave, there was an earth-shattering explosion. A stolen car had exploded into a ball of fire. Apparently, the owner had angered the, some people in Bel Air and been marked for assassination. They booby-trapped his car with a bomb that was time to go off on his way to work. Little have they expected their plan to be foiled by a car thief. Okay, so, so this car thief um, blows up, not blows up the car, he steals the car. As he has the car, the car blows up. Seemingly so, he, this, the guy who stole the car from, the owner of the car's life, was saved by basically this car thief. Does, does the car thief have to pay for the stolen car? Okay, so the guy comes, he thanks the car thief, says, but listen, I want the money for the car. That's, that's question number one. Again, so his intent was evil, the car thief. He stole the car thinking um, that uh, you know, he's going to get himself a nice car. At the end, by stealing the car, he actually saved this person's life. So when I, I said this over on Sunday morning in a class, this case, and someone told me an actual, actually, Saturday afternoon, and someone told me there was an actual case in Israel, so the guy told me, um, Israeli guy, that someone, the car thief was breaking into a car, broke a window, he realized there was a kid in the back seat who was locked in the car, meaning a baby who was a hot tank, and he basically saved his baby's life because he broke the window to, st- to steal the car. So is he obligated to pay for the window? Same he question. He probably get away with lying now. Right. I didn't have to pay for I don't know the details of the case, but. <coughs> what, you're leaving out. <coughs> what about the cause of action that the mafia has against the guy who stole the car that they have to rewire another car? Talmud, well, we got to the Talmud. What do you say? What do you say? I think the thief is liable. It's just 
matter of luck what happened after he did his criminal activity. He's saying even though he saved this guy's life, he's still liable for the crime. Yeah, he intended to do a yeah. bad thing. He did so you're saying the intent, even though the result was actually helping the guy, at the end of the day, he helped the guy, saved his life. That's just luck. He should get the benefit of the luck if he, had, if he had bad intent and he did what he tried to do. He stole the car. Right, yeah. I, I feel like most people, or a lot of people, have bad things happen to them and yeah. then say, but look, it's made me stronger, look, I'm better. So then at the end of the day, there's nothing bad. Nothing, no one should be responsible. Mm, responsible. No, that, that's different. I'm saying, listen, something happens to you, someone goes through a challenge and, and they become better people. So that's it's personal. Yeah, but that's Joseph, his brother screwed him over and then he's like, but listen, it's all worked out, I'm okay. Yeah, but wouldn't right, someone so I'm else? Saying that's with another person. So that's where there's a question, right? If it's you personally, you have to deal with it. You know, whether you want to look at it, perceive it as good thing or bad thing. But here, the question is, I damaged someone else. My intent, at least, was to damage someone else. Um, and then, and it happens to be my my act of damage turned out for the betterment. The result of the damage was was actually saving a person's life. You know the difference, maybe. No, but that's okay. There's also like a criminal action and a civil action. I think there's a difference between the two. You're talking about damages, and I, I was talking more like about a criminal action. Well, damages, stealing someone's car is criminal. No, you're saying there weren't any damages because you actually helped the... No, I'm saying that the the benefit outweighed the damage. It was damage. Listen, he, he took his car or he broke the window to save his baby. Like, he broke the window of the car. Baby's life was saved, so the benefit outweighed the damage. There was damage that occurred. Um, meaning, I, I think in a civil court of law, there's no question you can prosecute the person breaking the window just because he happened to find the baby. I don't think in a civil court of law there's a question. In, in, in secular law, I'm not an attorney, but that's what I would venture to say. If you broke a window, um, it doesn't excuse you from the fact that you, you still have to pay for your window. Listen, the owner of the car might be a nice guy and say, listen, you saved my life, I'm going to really, let you I off. I don't know if that's, if that's necessarily true. Oh, if you see a baby and you try to save the no, baby. No, that's the, for sure, that's the halacha. The halacha is, if in the process of saving a life you, you do damage, you're exempt. In Jewish law, I don't know if it's secular. I don't know what the law is in secular. And I was thinking along the same terms from the practical standpoint, um, disregarding what Torah Talmud says, that's but, um, I mean, in most cases, uh, it's bad things to happen, and then you are responsible. Yeah, of course. Unintended consequences always happen from an act, and it's, it's never yeah, so. so but the I question here is the unintended see, consequences are good. What, what I see is uh, exactly what you <coughs> said. He should be prosecuted for a criminal act by the state. And then whether or not the guy wants to absolve him, that's a personal decision. And perhaps he should be grateful that he didn't get blown up. Or if, you know, it's, it's a decision. Conversely, I think um, he might be able to enforce you know, damages on his own car. You're saying, so again, civilly, we can't probably, we should prosecute him, but criminally. Criminally, and then the question is the explosion. I mean, if it was me, I would say I'm lucky. Let the car go. I might have insurance. Thank you. Insurance is different. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, I still might walk away depending on what my financial situation was. Um, so I think the, uh, the guy that was had the mafia after him, that's a moral decision separate from, from the... Uh, right, so, it's, so it's not only the problem is when you sin against a fellow human being, when you try, let's say in this case, he's, and he's stealing his car, so it's, there's the guy, there's the criminal part. There's also dealing with God. I mean, so we'll see, like, say with Joseph and his brothers, it's, it's very nice he forgave him, but the question is the day, again, is intent a violation? Um, if well, I intended to do an evil act, is that a violation or not? That's really the question. Maybe if we take the moral issue out of the mafia blowing up, what if he drives the car off, all he intended to do was was take a joyride, but he turns left and he drives the car in, into the into the river. Oh, so that's his action. Okay. So he's lying, no question, he's lying for his action. That's the next quote. That's why I put here. The first quote is the Talmud says the person is considered forewarned in all situations, therefore liable for damage he causes, whether he damages accidentally or purposely awake or asleep. So the 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 Right, then I normally, think liability applies across all. Right, so li normally liability applies to everything, no question. Um, in that case, for sure. I mean, that was my action that caused it to go into the river. It might have been unintended. We're not talking about if you, if intended the result the is bad. Right, we're not talking about if the result, if you intended A and B happened and the result is bad. That's for sure you lied. Question here is the opposite, where I intended A and A is bad, it's criminal. The result was B, which was not criminal. That's really the question, like, like Joseph's brothers. That's, that's where it becomes a question. The other way, for sure, there's no question. You're lying. But are you asking, like, in a court of law, if he's liable, or if God would think he is liable? Both. That's where we'll get to that. There's a difference. That's a good, very good point, as we'll see. One say? final comment. Um, I think the perpetrator, the thief, um, has to take responsibility for his actions and fall on the sword. And if possible, call her. In terms of morale, you know, the, the Torah and this and that, he has to be prepared to suffer whatever the consequences are. I'm, I'm big on, on taking personal responsibility, so I okay. think it's up to him in a sense. Okay, Susan, you're so quiet. <laughs> you swell as well. Well, <clears throat> since the, the Parsha says, tells us that Jacob forgave. Joseph, Joseph, I'm yeah. sorry, Joseph forgave, mm -hmm. despite the fact that he knew what all the circumstances were, because it turned out better for him, then wouldn't that be the lesson here with this situation? Because, yeah, the thief stole the car, but it saved the other guy's life, and the other guy should... And you made, I think you were the one made the comment about the insurance. I mean, that's what I was thinking. You just, you know, yeah, in case like this, you no, file insurance on your stolen yeah, Not car. everyone has uh, Yeah, but not everyone has liability. insurance. Right, you have well, liability. Not everyone has the insurance. And well, I mean, it's a lesson he, was he though, broke the law. He, well, he did. Right. The, the no thief is clearly liable. Yeah. He broke the law. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. care yeah. what the consequence. The law is not liable for the car, I mean, the car blew up. No, no, but that's not the question is he stole the car. He stole the car. Yeah, Whatever happened is once he stole the car, he is liable for that. I, I don't think you're, uh, we're talking about intent. I mean, unless like they said his intent was to throw it in the water. I mean, he stopped at a thing, he went to go in to do something, the car blew up. Yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah, saying the car would have blown up. That's the point. He intended to steal the car. That's right. the crime. Right. 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 So you're saying everyone agrees he should be prosecuted for stealing the car. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that should include the price of the car. No. While he stole the car, it got blown up. <laughs> 
I don't know. You Sucks know, well, for that, him. That's that's how much civil and criminal. Though. Yeah, well, that, we'll I mean, get to that point. How should so, the owner look at this? If the owner gets the car back, okay. If the, uh, Mallory's saying that she's liable for the Hulk. We're just saying he's liable for stealing. Just for yeah. stealing, and then if there's a you know, whatever that. But yeah, he didn't intend for it to no, blow up. Blew up. He's not returning a car. The question is, he liable? You're saying also for the for <coughs> car that blew up? You agree with Mally? There's a little piece of that for the owner who going through it. There's some sort of penalty, yes, but I don't think he's liable for the whole car. He didn't mean to blow it up. But he meant to steal. Absolutely. Right. Everything, every concept. Right. But it wasn't going to be right. right. It's foreseeable right. that could happen. Right. Okay, so let's see, let's see. So there's, another, there's one case and if, um, that right, I found. Right. So yeah. in this circumstance, it's different. With Joseph, was the father did not say. Yeah, the father never said it. They made, made, that, they made that up. Is that anywhere in here? Right. No, that's not related to this. Okay. I mean, maybe Would he have for, should he have forgiven him if, if Jacob had not told him to do so? Oh, well, it sounds like he, he's saying, listen, I'm not. Okay, God. so it didn't matter well, yeah. that Jacob, that it was a doesn't sound lie. like that played a role in Jacob. Okay. And the, real quick, yeah. and the purpose of criminal law, I mean, part of punishment is to, is to, one of the reasons is to <laughs> prevent people from doing it, so that if, if somehow he, he right. can get away without, uh, if something good happened, then, then that, all, all that I'm saying is, look, it's a criminal, and it's a criminal act, and I agree with it that. Is, However, you have ten people that steals cars, and one of them blows up. The ten of them, the nine of them, are not going to be charged the extra amount of the car when they're punished. That sucks! So the you should be aware one, when yeah, you steal a car, a if it happens. Right. No, right. <laughs> Next time, you'll think about stealing a car. Well, that's a, sec- that's a separate question, after. whether the bomb oh. is effective. We'll get but it's relevant. So, so I found the case. I couldn't find anything in Tomlin, um, but I found the case in a response where, where it's a, they question whether this is a similar case. A guy breaks it, a guy goes to his friend's store, he's upset at him. A guy has, let's say, a wine store, and, he's, and he, start, he breaks his wine barrels. He starts breaking, breaking his wine barrels. Soon after, this is in the old days when tax agents weren't, so uh, they didn't have a right necessarily to take things. So the tax agent then shows up at the store after you know, all the wine is destroyed. Now, if the wine, if the, the wine would have been whole, if the barrels wouldn't have been, you know, if the barrels would have been whole, this guy would have been arrested or, let's say, had a major fine for, for not paying taxes on his wine. Okay, so the question is, so now he comes and he tells the guy, he says, I want money for the barrels you broke. The guy says, listen, I saved you. If anything, by breaking your barrels, I saved you money. Because if I wouldn't have broke the barrels, right, you would have had this major fine. You might have even gone to jail from the IRS, okay? So does he have to pay or not? So the answer that, that this response he talks about, he says, he needs to pay despite the benefit that the shopkeeper received from it. Since at the moment he broke the barrel, he's immediately liable. Okay, like, you're, like everyone said here. Meaning the point is, he, he broke the barrels. What happens afterwards, he says, any benefit that develops from the theft after that does not retroactively negate the crime. So that's really what everyone here in the room said. Okay, so that, that would seemingly be the same exact case. Um, that in this case too, you'd have to pay for, or at least pay for stealing the car. The bomb issue, we'll get to in a second. So now, so one thing is, um, someone mentioned, yeah. If the penalty was death versus taxes? Uh, I don't know. Well, first of all, you, I don't know. It's a good question. Well, the other, ca- I mean, the other cases, let's say, where you saved his life. Right. So, you know, maybe the... The benefit is a bigger benefit, but as far as this, the question is concerned, philosophical question is the same question. So 
for one thing, I just want to get the insurance out of the way. Someone mentioned covered by insurance. Um, meaning, let's say many times this has happened. I have a brother who uh, bought a house, and mysteriously, before uh, before he moved in, he had people working there, and there was the whole house burned to the ground. It was a three-story colonial house, in New York City, um, and he made like literally paid the whole mortgage off from the insurance after the house burned down. Um, so he did well. It was a, it was a real fire. <laughs> He had, he hired some contractors who, you know, he, they found the source of the fire, whatever it was, right? So the fact, so if someone can, right, let's say in this case, like someone said before, let's say he makes more money from the insurance. So you can argue, listen, you benefited from the fact that I uh, stole your car. Now you made, you know, double of what the car was really worth, for whatever reason. You got a, you know, better claim. So therefore you benefit from it. So that's what you were saying before. Obviously that doesn't, like he's making an that's excuse. ridiculous. Right, like, so listen, that doesn't work. You benefited, so don't um, be mad at me. So that's not the same meaning. So normal, no, so sorry. I'm, I'm, let's take a case where you, let's say you're just getting covered by insurance. So covered by insurance doesn't, doesn't obviously negate the fact that I stole something. We discussed this actually in a different class when we discussed the tickets someone bought in Orbitz yeah. for very cheap. So we said there, even though let's say Orbitz has insurance or LL, whoever was has insurance that covers the mistakes, mm-hmm. that doesn't negate the fact whether if, if it was a, a mistaken sale. Okay, the fact that someone's covered from insurance doesn't in any way change the situation. That's, that has nothing to do with you. You still stole the property. They happen to have insurance. Right? So that question, and, and more so, insurance is just a vehicle value. The, co- the reason why here it's, when we're dealing with benefit, it's a different question, is because here the benefit is obviously much greater. So, so but still, let, so I want to differentiate something that Mallory mentioned. So I saw someone addressing this case, and he, and he said that, you can't compare the case of the car thief to the case of the tax agents. Because um, we're saying the tax, the case of the tax agents, very clear, everyone agrees, that uh, the fact that I broke his barrels, I got to pay. So he said it's different because the difference is when I stole this car, the bomb was already attached to it. So the, the Gemara does talk about, the Talmud talks about something called a broken vessel. If I steal a vessel that's already broken or it's already damaged, obviously I don't have to pay. So the question is, what this, what this uh, response wanted to say is, since the bomb was attached, there's a time bomb attached to this car, it's ready to blow up when he stole it already. Therefore, we view this car as a damaged car already. Now, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of, before you know, half hour or 45 minutes before this car is going to be blown to the What if the bomb doesn't so work? If I steal, so if I steal the... Good point, one second. So if I steal something that's already destined to be damaged, so to speak, Okay, meaning uh, we discussed this in other cases. Let's say I, I throw something off the roof and it's going to hit the floor, and then another guy, right before the object hits the floor, another guy comes and whacks it with a baseball, a baseball bat. So obviously he doesn't have to pay, because in three seconds this would have hit the floor anyway. But you don't know that. <laughs> I think you can't, you can't assume. You're right. And you put the bomb there, how, right. how expert they were. But, but you're right. One, you can, one can make the argument, that, that argument. But assuming, let's assume that it was certainly going to happen. Okay, in, in that situation, what he's saying is, therefore, you can't compare it to the case of taxes because in the case of tax of a tax agent, you don't know what they would do. Many times they won't prosecute you. Many times they might win the case. As opposed to the case of the bomb, he's assuming the assumption is it's surely going to be blow up. So therefore, he's saying at the time that I stole the car, so to speak, did the damage, I did the criminal act, this car technically almost didn't exist anymore. It was worthless. So I steal an object that's worthless, that's going to be damaged, that's going to be destroyed within a matter of time, so that I'm stealing a worthless object, is the argument he's making. Okay. So the, this car, he's saying, is a worthless object when he stole it, since 
he's assuming the bomb surely would have went there. As opposed to the tax agent, that's not a clear thing. Taxes are never yeah, certain. These um, so, so he's saying, he's saying, if you steal again, if you steal an object that's worthless, then you're not liable. You're that's assuming what, it's doing. worthless. And yeah. what about the Even emotional you didn't know. distress you caused the owner from being robbed, and then his car broke up? So you caused an additional emotional well, distress. From the time he stole it till the time blew up. So he's happy now. Now that he grew up, he's happy. Still. This has been a roller coaster ride for him emotionally, and okay, you caused that. Because the wine barrels were not damaged already. The guy exactly. Damaged that's them. exactly the point. And did they contain wine? So, they, yeah. so that's that was also a loss to the owner. No, right? that's what I told him. I told him that they contained wine. The, the point is, you're right. The wine barrels were not, were damaged. not damaged at the time right. he did his criminal act, as opposed to the car okay. we're saying was damaged. Right. So Mallory's okay. saying there's emotional damages. That's so who, true. We'll leave that for the social <laughs> So who's responsible when he takes it over to the store? Right. The, let's say the mafia said, we really only want to get our guy. So they've carefully constructed the bomb that is only going to blow up and kill this guy and cause no collateral damage. He steals the car. He takes it to the store. It explodes on the gas tank at the store, setting off the so, store and killing somebody. Right, so I would agree. In that case, for sure, he's liable for any... He's liable for that Because he death. caused that extra damage, yeah. Of course. So he's liable for all collateral damage. Yeah. Unless he was saving life. Unless, the only argument would be, meaning if someone intentionally tried to save a life and cause damage, then he's well, exempt. Yeah, clearly he wasn't matter. intentionally right. trying right. to save that life. Um, I'm obviously new to this round table, so I, I like the collateral damage that you're seeing that word. Uh, number two, Mallory, uh, I'm glad you're not going to be on my, my jury if I can. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I admire your, I, I do, it's, it's interesting different perspectives of right, wrong, and so forth. And so for me, she brings that same judgmental approach to her parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it's, I all, it's all either good yeah. or not. <laughs> and where did she get that from? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So my, my comment is for the Torah, you know, luckily everything's peeling the skin off an onion or gray and not black and white. And that's why it's, I guess, an ethical dilemma where it's not so black and white as the case may. Right. We can pick it apart. Right, so, so I just want to get getting back to Joseph. So actually, there's a, a commentary on the Torah here that says on this verse, Joseph forgives them. He says, "I'm not God." So, so he says there. He says even meaning the questions like this because Joseph seems to be implying these are the words. Are he says, he says, "Am I instead of God?" So Joseph is implying that as far as God's concerned, you might have an issue, but yeah. as a human being, I, I can. Turn that all, all turned out well for me, therefore I can prosecute, which is what they explain. Meaning that's exactly the words of Joseph. Joseph is telling them, in the, in the eyes of God in a heavenly court, you might have an issue. As far as I'm concerned, I can't judge you because for me the action turned out, everything turned out great because of, because of you selling me. That's what he seems to be saying. So the Orachayim was a commentary on the term. So yeah. Joseph is making a very personal look, it turned out incredibly well for me. Um, but I don't think many individuals could could take that. You mean, I mean, listen, if you're right, if it's an emotional issue, like he's saying it's all about it. If it's about your emotions, they they screwed it. You want to take revenge. And Joseph was saying, as far as meaning legally, he was discussing meaning 
we assume that Joseph, he was known as Joseph the Righteous, he was on a higher level. You're right. He's right. I don't know if a normal person could, could, could do well, that. True. The question is, what's the right thing? What's the moral thing to do? That's let, what let me give you a slight, an example. Last couple of weeks ago, you were there, you heard Bill Morgan. We were just at the Holocaust Lunch. So Bill Morgan, you know, had a an enormous tragedy, family wiped out, Holocaust decimated his family, uh, comes to this country, and now on the other end has a wonderful family and is an incredibly successful life. Mm. I don't, I mean, that's Joseph. Yeah, I mean, listen. Done to he, him by the Nazis, but. True, right? I mean, I wasn't as bad. Joseph didn't, I mean, he. Okay. He, yeah, you're I'm right, not, he was he in prison. The Nazis, right? I, I'm saying, <laughs> and on what basis was. Oh, he so you're right, but so you're right, that's a, it's a valid point. Life, if none of that had happened, he'd have grown up on... No, because Bill Morgan's is his life became good in spite of what happened to him. No, it, Joseph well, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no, different. I now he's right. I he, he created oh, something yeah. out of the tragedy versus something happening to him creating something good. It is. No, I well, see let me it a let me explain Mallory. Let I me did. explain what Mallory's saying. I don't think there's a difference. I think what no, what Mallory's saying is first of all, he lost his family. He tragedy happened to him here. Joseph, listen, I'm like, you can make the argument he was in prison for a few years. Right. But 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 uh, yeah, no, I'm saying but, but I'm saying he didn't lose anything. He didn't lose anything at the end. I mean, he, uh, okay, so no, I, no, no, it's like, it's like the Holocaust right. survivors, right. Who, who's not many, but who had some family left, who, had, who were... No, I'm saying who didn't lose that. anything. No, but it's, it's, ver it's right. like so you, so what right. happened to Bill Morgan that versus um, someone what? being transplanted and moving to America because of the Holocaust. And then because they moved to America, they found this long-lost uncle who has all this money. Like, I see that being different. long-lost uncle who had all this money. Nobody had this good thing happen to him. Right. It wasn't that he made something better in spite of the bad thing. I mean, I he, it was their actions right that caused that terrible. Right, but it, he, he, didn't do it. he didn't make something good happen to his life in spite of what happened bad. Something good happened to him. How did he get a point? Uh, uh, so, did he just see the dream? No, because Bill Morgan did made a wonderful life in spite of the bad thing. It's not like a good thing happened to him. He had to thank I don't think we're arguing here. There's a few other cases. your point about Bill Morgan? He's saying Bill Morgan. Morgan is Joseph. Bill, it's the Bill same Morgan thing. Morgan is, is analogous to Joseph. I can't imagine that he... Who has he forgiven, though? He hasn't. He has? I can't... Well, yeah. I can't imagine that he has. He's saying he hasn't. He, he yeah. hasn't forgiven. Yeah, totally but look at... Uh, take the other guy, uh, Mitzner. He, he is, he's also, I'm saying, because of the Holocaust, he was able to also acquire me and everything that happened in Poland. Went back to Poland. <laughs> so he made a lot of money on it. Yeah. He didn't. Okay. He went back to Poland, bought some buildings. He didn't go back to Poland. No, but I'm saying he went back. It was only because of everything that occurred that he was able to do that. Right. right. Similar. I'm just, I'm just my parents also, but right. then he go back. To, he bought some. But let's uh, let's also so not back. forget that we're talking about thousands of years ago, and I don't want to throw a, a well, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, in a way, <laughs> Joseph, I don't want to, he kind of knew this was going to happen, and it, it was, and instead of being killed, they saved his life and gave him, sold him as a slave. So, I mean, he knew he, they were going to kill him, 
They all wanted to kill him. It wasn't like that he didn't so know what's your that point? he was what you say? Dead. So what's your point? So going about? into the pit was a positive for him in the first place. No, no. I'd rather do that than die. Oh, oh, that's after no, I'm saying yeah. they were going to kill him. The pit was to kill him. Pit that, that, was, they were scorpions. Hey, we're getting too details. Getting too details. Anyway. I think it's a good analogy with Kyle survived. It's a good analogy. He knew but it was going to be turn out for good. He knew he wasn't going to die that way. He's a sodic man. Rabbi Kimbo. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. But Mallory's point is, I think, is I like the analogy, but Mallory's point, the difference is, I think that I don't know why I see there's a difference there. There was no uh, difference is that Joseph. Everything came out of his action. There was no bad, quote unquote. The intent was bad, but the result was good. I'll work on it. I'll get back to you all when I one more. Articulate it better. Redemption and forgiveness somewhere in here. That's for sure, but we don't we don't talk about lessons. We don't talk about practical. We don't get we don't. Uh, if you're if you're truly in it, if you're truly yeah. in it, and I mean Judaism, if you're truly in it, and you see those the Kevlar Rabbi, there are few people, and I hope you are, and I'm trying to get that way. Maybe you people at the table are, but if you're truly in it, you know it's all for good. You know it's like the Holocaust. Yeah, but that's that's the ridiculous. That doesn't exactly. One second. God for it. Wait. Let me go. Let me. Scotty, Scotty, stop. It's all had to happen. It's true, but that's from a philosophical perspective. That's from. One second. Wait. One second. Wait a second. I may differ with you on Scotty, no, let me explain. Scotty. Scotty. just withdrew both of those topics from the conversation. Sorry, Bellinger Center. I'm removing Yeah. Scotty, one second. Let me explain why you're wrong. You're right, Scotty, you're right, but the point is we're not discussing, we're discussing, it doesn't exempt you from liability, just because I know God controls everything, and that might have been his intent, that the question is, does that mean not liable for my criminal action? No, that's ridiculous. You can't say, well, I killed someone, he must have deserved to die, because God obviously wanted him to die. That doesn't get you off the hook. Of course not. Philosophically, you could say, yes, that was supposed to happen in the scheme of things in the world, but we're talking about, are you liable for your actions? So we're saying, of course, if the criminal act, if the result is criminal, there's no question you're liable. You can't. You can make the same argument there and say, well, God intended it for happen. Why am I? Well, you know, I hit. I, I was texting while I was driving. This guy got hit by the car and yeah, killed him. Listen, I'm exempt because God obviously was supposed to die at that point. It's all for the good. But that obviously doesn't work in the real world. It's a nice philosophical concept, but in the real world, we, we don't apply that to actions. The question here is, the result of the action was good. The intent was criminal. But the result was was good. Am I still liable? That's the, so that becomes a different question. So what we're saying is, so the Archaim here says, on the top of the page, it says, you even exempt in the heavenly court. You're asking, answering your question about Joseph, should he have forgiven him? He says, you even exempt in the heavenly court to intend um, the typo there, I don't know what I messed up. Similar to, similar to intended, someone who intended to murder someone with poison, mistakenly gave them wine. So he seems to say that would be okay, meaning I poured a guy... I thought it was, was poison because I wanted to kill him. It happened to be a cup of wine. He says it's not punishable in a human or heavenly court of law. Which is, which is news to me, but that's what he so says. I, he I, says I, uh, I attempted murder, but I was incompetent. No, so it's different. <laughs> so therefore it's, it's different, I'll tell you why. Okay. Attempted murder means I shot and I missed. If I shot and I missed someone, I'm, I'm liable for attempted murder. Not murder, but I could be locked up. If I... If I incompetent... How's no, it wasn't poison, it was wine. That's the point. 
You, you but thought it was poison. I intended to murder someone yeah. with poison. Right, but I, instead yeah. I poured him a cup of wine. I thought this the same was the same as No, no, it's different. Okay. different. Over there, I did an action of murder. I attempted to kill him. I shot him. I just had aim. Here, I, I didn't even do an action of, of attempted murder. That, I, I thought in my mind, in my mind, I thought it was murder. But it's, it's my action was What's the was question? No, was Are you liable for <laughs> killing him? I don't no. understand. No, you're liable for attempted murder. He said you're liable for, for the intent of murder. Normally. Morally or in a court of law? He's saying even morally. He says even in a heavenly court of law. That's what he says. How could okay. you prove that? If you're no, doing the state, God doesn't do it. That's why I am. Down and they do it. They're going to convict you. Oh, uh, what? Say it again. Make that statement. Say it again. Poison. No, it, it doesn't it matter if you got if in wherever you are. If you have a sting and somebody there's poison and you're poured poison and somebody's drinking, give it to them and somebody's changed it for wine. You're going to jail. So how, yeah, I don't understand there, how you can say that. Because over there you did an act of murder. You you thought it was you poured poison. Well, no, it was a sting. It was a sting. It was a sting. Oh, okay. So that's but American then you could law. prove it because they knew which so one you were doing. Law, if you right. sort of say civil. in your head, oh, I want to poison him, but then you pick up the wrong thing, how could anyone prove that you were trying to poison him because you picked up the wrong thing? How could anyone prove right, that so in that, your what, head? What the, we're not dealing the, with the proof. The movie with Tom Cruise where they anticipated the criminal actions in advance. Oh, Minority uh, Report. Mm-hmm. Right. But then the, 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 the guy didn't want, wasn't going to commit the crime. Right. Rabbi, is it a blurring with action? Because you know, our focus is on action. Yeah. Right. But it's still the intent yeah. was dangerous. What's the action? Okay, so he's saying, he's comparing this to Joseph, and he's saying just that this is comparable to Joseph. The intent, if my, what he's saying is, in this case, you're not liable. That's what he seems to be saying. It's a, so it's the brothers aren't liable is what he's saying. That's what he's saying. And that's what Joseph was saying. Although, again, from the language, it would seem not. So I, I just want to say another, because we're going to run out of time. Another interesting case. Tell me what you think of this case that I found. The case, this is, uh, you like this case, David. <laughs> so the case is a guy realized one of his employees is stealing from him. This was an actual question that was asked. A lot of question that was posed to Rabbi Israel that I found. A guy realized one of his employees is stealing, is, you know, taking, siphoning a little off on the side, a little money on the side. But this, this employee is his best employee he got. And this guy is doing unbelievable in sales. And he's bringing the company sales up. So meaning the end result, he says, okay, this was his question to the rabbi. I know he's stealing, but I don't want to tell him because if I, if I call him out on it, I'm going to lose him. I'm going to have to fire him or he's going to quit and be embarrassed. And therefore, I'd rather keep him on and let him be siphoning off a little on the side because the end result for the company is, is better for me. So I'd rather, you know, let him, let him be happy. Let him take his little, you know, a few thousand bucks. But he's making millions for the company. So his question to the rabbi was, is that okay? I mean, do I have to let him know? Because in essence, um, is it a question of, like, I'm causing him to sin? He thinks he's stealing. He's, this is a, a true question came to a rabbi in Israel. Well, what was he saying? Did you ever have this case? <laughs> uh, the employer like? sounds like an a-hole. Why? Why is he a-hole? He's, employer sounds he, like why? Yeah. He's a nice he's guy. Like, he's like, oh, well, this guy's stealing, but, ooh, I really like the profits that he's getting me, so I'll, I'll ignore He's him. not stealing profits. He's not stealing for, on Meaning his behalf. He's, right, he's not stealing he's sort of his employer, no. no. He's, he's a bystander letting him oh, do so something illegal. Am I allowed to let he's him continue? He's standing by letting someone steal. what he thinks he's stealing. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still illegal. Okay, so this, I, you had this, David had this case. I bet you. I knew you had this case. This question does <laughs> arise uh, <laughs> where you have a star employee 
who acts outside the bounds of their employment. So I'm defining it a little more broadly. Okay. And that can be harassment, theft, misconduct, tardiness. Absolutely, you you act as an employee. Even if you can, you know, companies going to lose money. The reason you act is because and every other employee because thinks that you have 99 other employees who are stars. watching. It's like and you set. You always set the standard, uh -huh. and when they see that the star gets away with it, then mm -hmm. the next one down wants to get away with it. Uh -huh. The next one down, and when the and the problem becomes, if you don't discipline him, but you discipline the one the hundredth employee, then you've treated them uh, unequally. That's right. That's right. And stealing is stealing. No, but, but let's whatever say, so I, I hear you. Whatever I hear you loud and clear. The question is, and, let's and say you discipline the star before you discipline the hundredth employee, so that everybody knows the the kind of place you run. I hear you loud and clear. The question is, if if I no one else knows besides me, besides the boss, that he's still. So you you, you still have to deal with it. You still rarely the case. Yeah, <laughs> everybody everybody knows the instant. What I always said was the instant. You make a decision in this room before you walk out the door. Everybody knows somehow, and so when they're stealing, every employee knows that they're stealing. Every okay, every, so every employee knows when. So you're saying. Five so late. you're coming from the business perspective. If I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying that listen for the business sake, you want to get rid of this guy. The question here is his question wasn't for the business. His question was halachically, meaning meaning the question is, am I sort of he thinks he's stealing. Am I assisting him in his sin, so to speak? Am I, am I right? Am I enabling him right. to continue to sin? That's really that was the question here. And am I hearing what you're saying? What the rabbi said. So Brian, what do you what do you? Um, is it okay to let him continue to steal? Yeah. No, I think absolutely not. It's absolutely. I mean, that's a business perspective. I think David's right. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's spread of culture. Yeah, yeah and ethically, of course. Yeah. I, I would make the argument. In every way. I would argue that yeah, listen, he's not really now. stealing because I'm forgiving him for his stuff. He's stealing from me, mean, right? He's not really stealing. If I allow someone to steal, and I forgive them for their theft, right? This, this is a famous story of the Chafetz Chaim. He had a store, the Chafetz Chaim, and he, people, was once a guy came in and shoplifted something. So he chases the guy down the block. Everyone thought, wow, he's chasing him to catch him. He's screaming after him, I forgive you, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> is that a true story? Yes, they say. I don't think so, the intent so has as much to do with it as you think. <clears throat> I think you are stealing money from me. I don't care what your intent is. Yeah, but I no longer I have that money you, when you if take I it. If I forgive from you, then you didn't steal, right? If I That's not true. You, you did that. steal, well, but I forgave you after you no, did. No, I'm saying continues. Here he's saying, I don't you mind if you take the money. I then can forgive no. you every time you do it, but no, every time not you every do act. It. I say before, it's okay if he, I don't tell him, but I'm saying it's okay if he continues to take money from my company. In my How mind, I'm okay, okay with that. You don't get to, no. I'm okay with that. I have, it's my money. I can be okay with whatever I want. Well, yeah, my money. It needs to be handled, but he could also be forgiven. Maybe he doesn't have to be fired. Maybe he has to be disciplined in some other way. But he, he needs to be called out on it. It needs to be handled. But call, call him out on it. That's the question. My only comment. So let's see. Okay, so let's see. You don't raise hands here. You just yell out. I was just going to say that. That's right. Okay. Well, I'll say it again. Great example. What is it? What is it? I'll let David explain that. But what's the case? One of the wealthiest securities hedge fund guys in the world was um, enabling and let, letting illegal, unethical behavior go on because they were making him money. And yeah, he that's was brought different. down. 
That's different. He was an accomplice. He, that's well, well, no, that's an issue. You immediately that's become an, an accomplice. That's an issue. No, I'm saying he's stealing he's tried from other people. He had no, but I'm saying that's over there. He's stealing from other people to make me money. That's a problem. And Here, he's stealing from me, and I'm saying it's okay for him to steal from Definitely. I heard many years ago Roger Staubach speak at a business conference, the quarterback, and he had a very simple message about um, destructive achievers and constructive achievers ethically. So, in this sense, there's <laughs> Okay, so. So let's let me. So we'll get to the answer. I'll tell you. I'm not gonna tell you the answer yet. <laughs> There's an answer. So there's another verse. Right. Fascinating verse. It sounds a little sexist there, but it's not what you think. We'll, we'll explain. There's another verse in in Numbers. Okay, number thirteen. It talks about making vows. So the, the as we know, vows are taken very seriously in Jewish law. If someone makes a vow, someone makes a promise to do something, they have to keep. It's actually the Kol Nidre, by the way, we say on Erev Yom Kippur. It's all about annulling vows because, you know, it doesn't make sense. The holiest day of the year, that's all we're worried about is vows. But vows are very important. That's what Kol Nidre means, all the vows. That's what the, that prayer is about. That the, the, the Chazan annuls the vows for the congregation. We have three people. It's a Betin. That's one of the three people holding the Sefer Torah up there. So the, but the Torah says a fascinating thing. Again, it sounds a little sexist, which is that if a woman, a married woman makes a vow, and it's related, it, it can affect their, their relationship with their husband. So the husband has a right to revoke the vow. Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting concept. Okay. Tell me what that means again. That means if your wife makes a vow uh, not to uh, cook for the next three months. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, since that's something that can affect your relationship, I would say if she takes a vow not to shower for the next six months. Okay, so, so you have a right as the husband to revoke the vow. To revoke her? Revoke her vow, not revoke her. You can't revoke her. Yeah. You can revoke her vow. You can annul her vow. Okay? That's that's the law. That's what Tara says. Well, how does she have the right to do that? She's going to do what she's going to do. That's what Tara says. No. That's right. Tara that's says. right. That is what's going to happen. You can annul right. her vow. As a husband, you have the right to annul her vow if it's something that can affect her relationship. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. The details. Okay, this is what Tara says. If her husband revokes... You want to be the revoker? If her husband revokes them on the day he hears them... So by the way, it has, to be, it has to be the day she makes the vow. Meaning if the next day... Assumption is if you're silent and you're agreeing to a vow, it's valid. So if the next day you wake up and say, oh, I changed my mind, it doesn't work. So the day the Torah says, this is, you can't make this stuff up, it's so good. The Torah says if your husband revokes them on the day he hears them, anything issuing from her lips regarding her vows or self-imposed prohibitions shall not stand. Her husband has revoked them and the Lord shall forgive her. Okay, that's what the verse says. Now, the question, the obvious question is, and the Talmud asks this question, why, why does the Lord have to forgive her? The husband revoked the vow, so what, what was the case? She violated the vow, there was no vow, the husband annulled it. So why does she need forgiveness? Okay, that's the question the Talmud is. In Kedushin, that's number six. So the Talmud says, if her husband annulled her vow, why does she need forgiveness? So the Talmud says it refers to a case where a woman took a vow not to drink wine, it's in Nazir, Nazirite, and her husband annulled her vow without telling her. So she didn't know that her husband annulled the vow. So her husband annulled the vow, and she thinks the vow is still in place. She didn't hear her husband annulling it. And she goes ahead and now, intent with her intent to sin, drinks wine. But really, the husband had already annulled the vow. So the husband, so technically she's not in violation of her vow. Says the Talmud, that's the case where she needs forgiveness from God. Since she thought she was committing a sin. So even though she technically was not committing a sin, because her husband had already annulled the vow, but the fact that she thought she needs a sin, that's what the Torah says, the Lord shall forgive her. Okay, because she does, 
she needs forgiveness for the fact of intent so you see from here a similar concept that if your intent was to do to violate a sin in this case a sin or whatever if your intent was evil even though the result technically the result here was she didn't do anything wrong she drank the wine but there was nothing wrong because there was no veil the Torah says that God she needs forgiveness from God Okay, let's go on to the next. So, one. so one second. So now, it would seem this would seem to contradict um, the Joseph story, the Joseph story, because Joseph story again, he's the Joseph is saying no, they're forgiven. Okay, but but according to what I'm saying, it's it's not a question because the way I explained it was Joseph was saying God does need to forgive you. Even Joseph made that same point. So, in human court of law, we can't try someone for a ten. That's clearly the the implication from both of these cases. We can't try someone for intent to do to, to violate something, even if the result, the end of the day, is fine. But God, in God, the heavenly court, He doesn't like you said. He doesn't need proof, and therefore God, you are guilty in the eyes of God, so to speak, just for intent to do something wrong. And that's the next case, which Mark is waiting for. He said the Talmud says from here, um, from this verse, it says if a person meant to eat pork and accidentally ate lamb, so you went to a uh, uh, non-kosher restaurant, and you stuck your fork in, saying, "I love pork, okay, and I, I you know, I really want to eat this," um, knowing full well that you're in violation. But it happened to be, it was the other white meat, okay? It was that's what in Israel, by the way, they call the um, pork is called the other white meat. Is it's right? called basar lavan. That's okay. how they say they call white meat um, in in Israel. It's very hard to get pork in Israel, uh-huh. but they do have some restaurants that sell it. It's actually fine. It can be fined if you sell pork in Israel. But there are restaurants who, similar to this, it's worth it for them to be, get the fine and, and sell the pork. So they do, do It's a business decision. So it's called white meat. That's what it's called, basar lavan. So, so again, so this guy's in a restaurant. He thinks he's sticking his fork into a good piece of pork. It happens to be lamb, kosher lamb. So is he liable or not? So, so it says, based on the same verse here, you see that he's, again, he's liable in the eyes of God. He does need atonement. Okay, so on Yom Kippur, he does have to beat his chest. He has to atone for his sin, even though he really didn't even eat pork. He ate lamb. So the, the Talmud goes on to say a beautiful story. He says when Rukiva would read this verse, he would, he would always cry. Because he says, a person who meant to eat pork, but accidentally ate lamb, needs forgiveness. And how much more so does a person who meant to eat pork and actually ate pork be forgiven? Okay, that's, that's the story. So, um... Mark, any comments? Okay, so got it's not shrimp, Mark. It's only pork. Okay. <laughs> Shrimp is uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, so the end of the day. Um, so the answer is, that's the last thing is. So what the, this rabbi answered in the question of the, the employee who was stealing was he said that he had he even though based on this, um, based on actually not even though based on what we just said that the intent you need. Even if someone intends to do a sin, even though the result there's no sin, like in this case, this employee doesn't agree with you. Meaning, he's saying the employee thinks he's stealing, but really, technically, he isn't because the guy's forgiving him. He's allowing him to take his money. It's my money. I can allow him to take the money. So, technically speaking, he's not stealing. But since he thinks he's stealing, his he he doesn't know that the guy's forgiving him. He thinks he's stealing. Therefore, he says. You see from here that that's also called a sin. And therefore, if I'm allowing you to do that, I'm placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. As we said, you're not allowed to assist someone in sin. So even though he's technically not sinning, the fact that he thinks he is, he says you have to fire him, you have to let him know. And, and you don't have to fire him, you can keep him on. But, but you, you need to let him know that you know he's stealing and not, a, not allow him to steal. So meaning, so you can't keep him on 
only because you're, you're because of this moral issue of you placing his stumble back, you're assisting him in his perceived sin, which is in a certain sense a form of sin. So that's why he says you, you have to fire him. That was the answer in that case. So in any case, uh, not easy. Even intent is is what we're saying is proper. What about the stuff on the back? We started with that. We started with it. Yeah. We started. I saw there was a whole other page. <laughs> Never mind. But you know, Rabbi, the, you know, so much of the Torah that's in the Torah goes to intent. I mean, this is just yeah. There's one no question. Intent matters in many aspects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question here is, we're saying in a case where you, the end, the result was fine. So do I have to? You told me what we're saying is at the end of the day, just to summarize it, is if the as a human court of law we cannot prosecute. If the result there was no violation, we can't prosecute you in a human court of law. In a in yeah, heavenly court, saying in, yeah. in a Jewish court. Oh, okay. okay. In a in a in the heavenly court, you're still going to be held accountable because of your intent. Mm-hmm. That's what you're intent. Yes. Even if the actual yeah, even if the Well, like the thing in criminal court, we can do that. Well, Based attempted murder. So is the only thing we do that. Attempted attempt burglary, yeah, I guess. Well, for many yeah. criminal acts, we do it for attempt. Yeah, conspiracy yeah. to commit. And in heavenly court, <laughs> is it the same result? Is it <laughs> just, <laughs> just as <laughs> accountable? No, whether whether it's a good result no. or a bad result? Don't I think no, clearly be. not. Just if you're lucky and there's not a bad result, you shouldn't it's worse. get the benefit. If there's a bad result, we're saying it's worse. That was I mean, if you're lucky and Rabbi it's... Kiva was crying because he said, if they punish me even for the, just for the intent, surely how much more punishment I'm going to get for the, when, I, when, when I did the act itself. So what are you saying if, if you do the act and you Don't do eat the bad, shrimp. but it's a good... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, a, but it's a good result. Are you punished just as much? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's the same level. I can't imagine the same level. Listen, at, the end of, at the end of the day, there was no violation. Practically. So, but in the eyes of Hashem, what is it? It's, it's a violation, but it's not the same. Okay, well, so it's not the same level of severity, but it's yes, still just yes. the same. You need atonement. You atonement. need forgiveness. Yeah, you mean clearly not the same. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks.